Hello and welcome to the next edition of this Harrington Star podcast. Whether it's Fintech Focus TV you're listening to or our diversity and inclusion specials, we hope you're enjoying the shows and please do subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show. to the Women of Fintech podcast series. We're here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges and walk the walk for change across the entire industry. Today we are joined by Louise O'Shea, the CEO of the very well-known Confuse.com, the UK's first and longest running price comparison website. She has worked with the NEMA Admiral Group since 2009, including three years spent at Confuse.com as business development manager and finance director before taking on the role as CEO. She recently was voted by Innovate Finance as one of the 2019 Women of Fintech on their very well-known power list. So welcome, Louise. I'm really, really excited that you're here to share your story today. Thank you, Nadia. It's great to be here. So it would be brilliant if you could start off by explaining to us what your role as CEO really encompasses. That's a great question. Uh, It's very, very difficult to sum it up quickly in a few words, but I guess what I'll I'll start by talking about is when I first started as CEO, I very much focused on connecting Confuse.com back to its original purpose. And I described that by saying, we help David stand up to Goliath. And by that, I mean, you and I are David, our customers are David, and large financial institutions, banks and insurers are the Goliaths. And customers need help. They need help to understand and to navigate this world in order to get better products for themselves. And so Confuse.com's job is about empowering our customers to make better decisions over their choices. And I think it's crucially important for me as a CEO I think for every CEO, to be honest, to make sure that every single person who works in their organization understands why they're doing what they're doing. For me, the other imperative as a CEO was to return Confuse.com to growth. So as you mentioned at the start, we we created Comparison for insurance and it's now a very well-known UK industry and it's also a global industry. That was 18 years ago. The past three years, uh, we've been focused on returning that, the business to growing, uh, growing by focusing on what our customers need and by making sure that all of our people who work in Confuse.com know how important it is uh, what they're doing every day. So as a CEO, it's about purpose. It's about, for us, it's been about growth. And I think when I think about being a CEO, it's about being, it's not easy and it's about making tough decisions, asking the hard questions, making the tough decisions, uh, which you need to do in order to move any organization forward. And if I think back to, that's a very common thing across all CEOs, you're the one that has to make that tough decision. Well, I love the analogy of David and Goliath. It gets me excited that I'm you know, classed as David. And I think that's really, really good that you know, you're talking about empowering that customer base as well as that you know, returning Confuse.com to that growth. What about your background and what got you to the role that you're in today? That's a really good question. Um, it's uh, probably my dad, I would say, actually, yeah. because when I was a girl, my dad really inspired me to always do better and strive to be the very best. Whatever it is that I went to do, he would always push me to do better and to do more. 
And I think that has left within me this, it, it, uh, with, you know, my dad, I don't see him very much anymore, and, uh, but I'm still that person. So I've always pushed myself into areas that I felt challenged by. So for example, I, I read history at university because I loved it, but I actually went into a career in finance and I trained as an accountant. And I did that because I wasn't big on numbers. I never really enjoyed maths, but I knew how important it was when it comes to making decisions in a business environment to really understand the finances. So after that training, I then uh, looked around and I thought, what do I want to do next? And I'd, I'd recognized that technology was something, again, that I didn't know very much about. And you need to understand technology. So again, if you're gonna work in a business environment, whatever business that is, you need to understand uh, what's happening with the numbers and what's happening with technology. So I joined a big tech firm and I learned I really loved technology and I loved it basically because it helps you to solve problems and it shows you the art of the possible. That's kind of led me to where I am today. So my, my dad set my drive and then I learned skills and experiences along the way, which I think are helpful whatever career choice you, you make. But I certainly never set out to be a CEO. I never sat there as a little girl going, I really want to be a CEO. Yeah. <laughs> that definitely wasn't on the list of to-dos. Wow, I mean, that would have been ambitious at four years of age going, yes, CEO. <laughs> well, I love that. I think that's great you've mentioned your dad. And, I, and I've, I've written it down just now, and I've underlined it three times. The art of the possible. I'm going to have to quote you on that, because that's great. Well, hopefully it's helpful. I think, for me, I, I just, I look to see things that can be better and when it came to confuse.com I saw that the business could do better and I wanted to try and try and do that. So that takes me really really nicely onto the next question and you've mentioned it before you know about the growth and the return to growth can you talk us through how uh, confuse.com has grown under your leadership? Absolutely I, I would say it's definitely not grown in terms of the number of people in confuse.com we're still about the same size uh, as when I started in terms of headcount. I'd say the best growth that I'm very, very happy about is actually in terms of the staff's happiness, their happiness to work in the business. So between 2017, when I took over, and 2019, the last um, report we had, I don't know if you're familiar with the Great Places to Work. Mm. It's a survey of every member of staff, and they have a, what's called a trust index. So this trust index measures employees' pride, their camaraderie, their credibility, fairness, respect, all of those, um, how they feel basically about the organization they're working in. And over that time period, we had a huge increase in performance, a 10 point increase, which is really big. You normally wow. move like one or two, you know, each year. And, and so for me, that was really important for that improvement because I, I'm a big believer if you love what you do, you will work harder at it and you will do it better. And that has then been borne out with the financial results of Confuse.com. Because over the same time period, we grew our revenue by 30% and we more than doubled our profit. Oh my God, so, that's incredible. <laughs> it's pretty, yeah, it's very good. It's all thanks to that team. It's absolutely thanks yeah. to them. And but that kind of proves my point that if you love what you do, you're going to do it better. And, and I think the opportunity that I had to kind of prove that and the fact that it worked as well is a, a thing that I'm really pleased about. 
yeah i bet you are because actually talking about staff happiness um especially sort of three four years ago it wasn't necessarily the in vogue thing i think now people are understanding it is all about staff happiness and that passion will drive whatever your your mission and purpose is and and it returns very nicely cyclically back to whatever the whatever the goal is of the company um and I think that's amazing that yeah that was your that was your plan and and look it's it's definitely returned big profit so it, it takes me on to what I wanted to ask you about next so I can imagine over your career you've learned a number of lessons and I wondered if you could share your biggest lessons with us absolutely uh, let me think and just on that point as well Nadia about mm. company being invoked I think you're absolutely right I think the danger as if you're starting out in your career or, or even if you're you're further through your career is actually finding companies that don't just say it but actually do it when it comes to caring about their employees and it can be really hard to distinguish during uh, the interview processes uh, because you read all the 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 material and uh, you know that's put out online and and all the pr and all of that so it is really important to do your homework so just want to mention that because Agreed. i've been in my career on that front mm. so and so, yeah, so I guess one of the lessons would be um, do your homework when you join a company and really research it because you want to make sure that you're joining a great, a great company. For, for me as a CEO and a leader, the biggest lessons I've got are around building the team around you okay. and making sure you've got the very, very best team surrounding yourself with strong, talented individuals. But that's not enough because not only do they have to be strong, talented individuals, but as a leader, you then need to shape them into a really cohesive team. And, and that's really important. So, so that for me is a huge lesson, a huge area that I put a lot of effort into. And then in terms of having that team, you have to make difficult decisions as quickly as you can. So if there's somebody within that team who's just not working out, then you have to make a decision to say goodbye to them and say goodbye to them in a very, very uh, respectful way because it's, it's not their fault. It's just that it, in that dynamic, it's not working out. Mm -hmm. But it's your job then to make those tough choices. That, that's, that's what you have to do. And I think a lot of people will listen to that and, and they will probably think, right, this is time for me to be able to, to make a decision like that. Um, so that's really helpful to everybody listening. Now, what about um, your biggest achievements? I know we've just um, we've just celebrated the 30 percent up, the double, the double in the profits. Um, but it'd be really good to hear um, some of your other achievements uh, on, on top of that. Thanks, Nadia. And I just want to reemphasize that wasn't for me. Um... That, that wasn't me doing that. That was everybody in confused.com doing mm -hmm. those. And they are phenomenal results. And we're going to do it again. So uh, it's, what did someone say to me the other day? It was very corny, but I love it. Uh, teamwork makes the dream work. Um, which, I love uh, that saying it's so fantastic. corny, but just, just so great, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, for, for me personally, I, I was reflecting on, on personal achievements the other day. I think lockdown probably leads people to a little bit of uh, self-reflection. Mm -hmm. And it's also, I have two young children, a three-year-old and a five-year-old. I actually became the CEO of Confused.com when my three-year-old was about um, eight weeks. And wow, congrats. Uh, and as a new mum, I suspect that you, you understand all of that. I and really feel that right now. 
<laughs> Absolutely. So for me, I think one of my personal achievements that I was reflecting on is that I'm not suffering too much from the guilt that being a working mum brings. Mm-hmm. I do have, absolutely, I have the guilt. I, and any working mum's going to know what I'm talking about. But I've, I personally feel that I'm able to kind of, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not letting myself suffer from it too much because that's just not productive. And I think once I identified what it was and kind of put it in a, labeled it and put it in a box mm. uh, and stopped myself from, from feeling it too much. And because it, it's not healthy, it doesn't, it doesn't bring anything to your kids and it doesn't bring anything to your career. So. And I think that's a really big lesson for all of us to listen to. If it's not, if it's not bringing something to your career and it's not bringing something to your home, you, let's box it off. Uh, which is obviously is, is easier said than done, but I, I definitely will, will, will take that bit of advice. Um, talking about advice, um, if you could sort of rewind time, and I love asking this question because I think it's, it's quite insightful. If you could rewind time and give advice to yourself 10 years ago, 20 years ago, what advice would you have given? Great question. A few fashion choices, I'd probably say. <laughs> And probably the answer you're looking for is that I would say to myself that you absolutely are going to make mistakes, but it's what you do next that's really going to count. Mistakes, every human being will make them. Every person in your organization will make them. And actually, if they're not making mistakes, they're probably not trying hard enough to, you know, improve and to do the next Mm. thing. And I always say to people, it's not about, at that point afterwards, people often look for uh, someone to blame or they look to make excuses or you know, they do all that. And that, that isn't the thing that matters. It, it, what matters, what happens next is what you do next. It's you, you've made this mistake, you've learned from it, and you're, you know, does it need fixing? Does it need um, everybody else to know about it so that uh, nobody else makes that mistake? Whatever it is it's in your control to do something about it and I'd say that's the most important thing yeah and I love that as a message to be to be put out there because um it's something that I'm really passionate about like going outside of my comfort zone and okay I may not get it right but at least I'm trying something new it's better than just sticking at them in the middle of the road um and and talking about what what I'm passionate about you know one of one of the purposes of this podcast series is to really um talk about um gender equality in the in the workplace um and um and to really showcase um some standout individuals such as yourself who who are who are doing what what you've just said you know having the three and the five-year-old at home being the ceo getting the role of ceo when, when you're second child is eight weeks old you know this is so inspiring to to me and to people that will be listening to this um i wanted to ask you about how you affect equality and this doesn't necessarily need to be just gender equality because i think equality is much much wider than gender but how do you affect equality within your workplace you're absolutely right it is much wider around diversity and inclusion i think uh, as the ceo I recognize that so much more when I when I was obviously starting out in my career I would often join you know, women's networks and uh, go to specific you know, female only events that type of thing and actually when I first joined confused.com I did do specific outreach to all the ladies in the business and to create a strong sisterhood to, mm. so that everybody helped each other out 
but absolutely as the CEO now, my focus is across the business regardless of gender and all of the other uh, diverse um, groups that we have within the business. And fundamentally it comes down to something that's actually quite intangible. Absolutely as an organization, you should have all your flexible working measures. You should have, you know, be very close when you're doing your recruitment with all these tangible things you can do. But I think there's also something really intangible and that's the way that people are interacting with each other. It's the highly supportive environment and culture that you can create. And a real test for that for all organizations in terms of the strength of their culture has happened very recently with COVID-19. We've all had to respond to new ways of working. We've all had personal circumstances which have been highly stressful and none of us could have predicted any of this. And I think the organizations that have responded well and responded you know, both well in terms of you know, looking after their employees and then I believe in turn responded well in terms of their performance are the ones that have had the really strong cultures have had the highly supportive environment and i get feedback from across our business that our people feel safe they feel supported they know that their interests are at the top of our agenda and that's really important uh, to me and as i said i truly believe that means that uh, they will pay that back tenfold in terms of what they will achieve for confuse.com yeah, and I completely agree with that. It, it is that there's so many tangibles that we can we can list and reel off, but the intangibles, that highly supportive environment that you talk about, it's just so key, especially right now. Um, and I think you know that kind of that probably will begin the answer to the next question because I wanted to ask you how do you empower future female leaders but I suppose what we what you've just answered is for you it's not just about gender it's it's about all of what diversity and inclusion encompasses so I suppose the question should be how do you empower your future leaders who whomever they may be you're, you're absolutely right though I do very often recognize the fact that I can be the only woman in the room and that can be lonely so <laughs> I was on a video call just this morning and I actually remarked because it was wonderful because I was looking at four women on my screen uh, and that was just it was it was nice right we have a sisterhood and it, yeah. it was great to to be surrounded by by women so for me it's about uh, even though it's about all future leaders it's about identifying what they need to support themselves so just this week uh, we had a lady who we'd sponsored for a leadership development course and she's come back from that course and she shared all of her experiences with a much wider group and I, I, that's really important because not only are we going above and beyond for someone but she's coming back and sharing that with everybody else and the other piece of me is actually beyond confused.com it's recognizing that in stem in careers in tech there there is a, a dearth of women and what can we do to to change that so confused.com supports what's called the cardiff commitment cardiff is where we're based mm -hmm. and talent charter and they're two organizations that are really focused on addressing uh, the dearth of uh, kids going into stem and also gender inequality so for, uh, for for us it's about what can we do internally what can we do as a, a business and then beyond that i've also founded uh, with a group of other people, the FinTech Wales organization. And FinTech Wales 
brings all fintechs, all financial institutions and related businesses under one umbrella. So it's an additional commitment for me in terms of time and headspace, but I also see it gives me an opportunity to have a much broader platform in fintech and in Wales. And that means I can influence many more businesses in order to help them to empower their future leaders, female, male, non-binary, and also to create more opportunities for their future leaders. So, so that for me was a really important uh, moment for me to, it sounds a bit corny, but you know, give back and, and give something, something extra beyond the four walls of Confuse.com. Well, I, I, that is uber inspiring because my, my last question to you was going to be, what can we do as an industry? So, you know, I, I've, I've always worked within, within fintech and, you know, before fintech even was fintech in financial services, technology, startups to corporates. And, and I love, I love being able to give back to the industry and the fact that you have founded fintech wales um it, it kind of answers my last question which was going to be what can we do to encourage uh, more people to the fintech industry so i wonder if you want to add anything to what you've just said about fintech wales i think it's something that we can all do everybody who's listening no matter what role you're in you you're a leader you could be starting out in your career but you can still be a leader and you can still go and talk to others about your experience because you can be the role model and I think that's really important when it comes to uh, girls I've like you know like I mentioned I've got two young kids two young girls mm. and for me it's really important you know they're just starting out in primary school but making sure that that primary school has got access for people in tech careers to come and talk to all the children there uh, people who are in fintech to come and talk to them because tech is a fantastic career choice for for people especially you know, school leavers it's fantastic it's so much flexibility and it's forever changing i i heard a great um phrase i'm not going to be able to quote it as well but it was basically a, a a technologist and she was describing how well you know if you if you're a doctor the body doesn't change right you learn you learn the body and then medicines change and equipment changes but the body your platform effectively stays the same in technology it doesn't your technology platforms keep changing. So in terms of a, a career which is forever changing and developing, uh, technology is there and FinTech is right at the cusp of it because financial services is such a huge industry. And it is an industry that is, as we all know, you know there's so many opportunities to, to do it better, so many opportunities to improve it and make a significant difference to individuals' lives uh, by saving them money, by improving their choices for me that's you've got to have a good reason to get out of bed in the morning you've got to have a good reason to leave your kids and go to work and and that's a that's a very good reason and and i think just listening to this podcast i think you've really you've really uh, encaptured what what i'm so passionate about our industry um and why i'm so passionate about it and i've got to say thank you so much for for sharing everything that you have from sisterhood to your no guilt and, and boxing that off to the, the purpose of of what, of what you do day in day out and the david and goliath of of what confused.com has done for for people like for people like me for all your consumers and your customers within the industry um it's been a brilliant brilliant podcast and thank you very much for joining us on the women of fintech podcast series thank you nadia it was great to meet you thank you <laughs>